Podcast. It's Ricky Trey and Doe. We're back for you. another episode. What's going on, fellas? What's happening, Cat Daddy? You know what I mean? We're back. You know what I mean? We took a little break. We yeah. needed it. A little Thanksgiving Holiday break. season. Yeah, man. You know what I mean? We're giving thanks. Thanks and givings. It's been hard to it's been hard to convince the people though, man. Ron, they've been asking for it to say, you know, we need another one. No, they another weren't just one. asking. They were clamoring. <laughs> you, know, you know, the holidays are for the family, so we had to take some time off, but we're gonna do some back to back weekends. Um, focus on some 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 local issues and some national issues. But um, you know, the last time we left off we spoke a lot about the Sixers. Jimmy Buckets, and I found out y'all did not coin him. You ought to be ashamed. He was always <laughs> Jimmy Buckets. But man, tell me, tell me any nigga that if you give him some credit, throw it his way, he ain't gonna take it. I'm taking it. I don't yeah. know about you. I'm taking. We we trying to be legitimate for the people. Yeah. But anyway, his mama call him Buckets. I'm gonna call him Buckets. Yeah, that's fine. But don't act like you gave it to him, nigga. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, no doubt, no doubt. <laughs> So we talked about the starting five. We talked about Mr. Landry Shamet, and we saw that he's grown and he's been producing big time ever since Jimmy's come in. So we didn't know what Markel Folk's role was going to be. And not only is Mr. Shamet taking the minutes, but Mr. McConnell has as well. We refer to him as the man, the myth, the McConnell. Pittsburgh's finest. Uh. So when we saw Arizona, that happening, when we saw that happening, you know, the next day there was this mystery around Mr. Markel folks. Not again. Isn't there always a mystery around this guy? Not again. But, you know, it was it was interesting that he was on board until he played seven minutes and was not promised the backup point guard role. And now we are seeing that he's going to see various specialists because it came out today. Not only did he go see this guy this week, he's going on a national fucking tour and he's going to see every fucking specialist (laughs) that he can see. I've got a problem with that. I've got a problem with Markel folks all to motherfucking gather. And guess what, fellas? We're going to go through... The Markel Folk story and the Markel Folk saga. Because I've had enough. Enough is a motherfucking enough. Yeah. And we live in the DMV area, so we got some people that know a little bit about fucking Gumby. I'm not talking about Gumby the head. He just looks like his name should be Gumby. He looks like a fucking cornball. Now, hold on. Let me relax. Let me, let me relax. Let me take a step back. You're you coining him. Were you about to call him a cornball Negro? A RG3. <laughs> Shout out to my man, Rob Parker. Rob Parker. I saw you Come out here, Rob. Brother. I saw you, Rob, out here in, in uh, Maryland not too long ago, <coughs> a couple years back. Shout out to Rob Parker. <laughs> but what we're going to do is we're going to go through this Markel Folk saga. And we're going to talk about some of the things that we know personally, some things we know from the area. And just go through this timeline of what the fuck is really going on. So... You know, Dante knows some folks. He's got some people that he's worked with. We've been in the AAU circuit. And I remember you telling me, no bullshit, maybe a year ago, maybe more than that, that he wasn't that dude in high school. Oh, okay. I see where you're going. He wasn't that dude in high school. Yeah, so, man, so uh, 
to understand where we are now, you got to understand the history, right? So, I remember when he, so it started when he first got drafted. Good friend of mine, um, his son was actually a, a player on, on, on Fultz's AAU team, played with him at the Matha. Um, so, you know, had a very, was very familiar with Fultz, um, you know, as, as a kid before he became, you know, a name in Philly. And he texted me when they drafted him. He was like, yo, I'm supporting this kid, but good luck. I'm like, what do you mean? What do you, like, he wasn't a warm endorsement. He was just like, you know, this kid's really just kind of had a, if you would ask me five years ago at the time when he got drafted, if he was going to be a number one pick, I would have rather played the lottery. I'm like, what do you mean by that? Wow. (laughs) What do you mean by that? Wow. And it wasn't a knock, though. He was just saying how, you know, he's basically had, you know, three strong years of basketball and, you know, ultimately became a number one pick. It's unprecedented. Everybody in PG County was excited for the kid. When you say three strong years. I'm about to get to that. Are you referring to his high school years? Yeah, I'm about to get to that. So, So, hold on, hold on. From what I know, he didn't start until his junior year. That's a fact. So that's not three years. Well, it's his junior year of high school, his senior year of high school, and then his freshman year of college. We're going to get into that mm. freshman year. So that's the three years I'm talking okay. about. We're going to get into but that But before we get year. to that, where I was going to go was, um, you know, a good friend of mine, he, you know, his son plays D1 now. He said, you know, Markel was really what they called a system player. I'm like, what does a system player mean? So, in the DMV area, you know, it's it's really strong. And the Catholic the Catholic league is strong. I hear so you got the math of Bishop McNamara, Paul the Six, uh, Saint John's, Gonzaga. I think Saint John's actually a big feeder school for Jay Wright and Villanova. Montrose is with mm-hmm. with where Durant. What is that? That's in the Catholic I, league, right? I think Montrose okay. is another okay. Montrose. Uh, I might be yes. Christian Academy. I think Bullis, but yeah, Bullis, Bullis is another is one. There. Yeah, and they do play Oak Hill from time to time. So anyway, they said he was a system player, which basically means he was a second-tier recruit. So his freshman year, and I didn't realize this until my homie reminded me, I saw him play before back in the day, probably like 2012, 2011. And he basically was a second-tier recruit, which means that there was five kids ahead of him in his same class that were higher recruits that actually uh, either played varsity or dressed Varsity, but definitely played at least JV and up as freshman. Mm. He did not. He played freshman, so he was regular schmegular, you know, like everybody else. And wow. uh, you know, basically, hmm. um, what's interesting is is the kids that were ahead of him. One kid, I, one kid was they called him Big Joe. His name's Joe Hampton. Um, he was nice. He was a monster. Um, two, I think, three of the kids that was in that in the five spots ahead of him transferred. Um, Big Joe went to uh, Oak Hill Academy eventually, and then he he went on to play Penn State, got into some trouble. But, um, you know, a spot opened up for Markel his junior year. But it was convenient because that's when he had his growth spur. He went from like six foot to like six I think five. they said he was five nine. Okay, it was when even I shorter. Saw him, he was 5'9 in 10th grade. Okay. And they said he he walked around like a deer with, with bad knees. This is the reference that I saw from folks that that knew him in high school. Interesting, interesting. So, um, you know, basically, we, we're giving you the timeline. He really um, was a system player that they were just going to develop and build through the program, and ultimately, uh, 
you know, jumped into varsity basketball and, and had a couple of good years like we talked about and went on to Washington and got drafted by the Sixers. But, you know, it was a lot of lot of circumstances before that that led him to become the player that he was at the math. He was not the guy. And, you know, I know he wasn't the guy from some of the people that are very creditable that you know, and I've spoken to those guys as well. But then he went on to um, to Washington, and I I've always said you got to be careful with the player that is just better than everybody else on a bad team. Mm-hmm. And that's true. That's exactly what it seems like he was. And we've seen these scouts for years and years, and it looks like they want to rank a guy. Go back to Lenny Cook if you want to. They rank a guy number one in the nation, and then they're not even in the league. So what I like to see is people who have done something over a consistent period of time and have proven that they are as advertised. I don't think anybody ever saw that from Markel folks. Would you all agree with that? Did we see him consistently show he was a premier player over a consistent period of time? Because if we look at what happened at Washington, there were two primetime players. I can't remember their names right now. When Markel was recruited, I guess he thought he was going to play with those two guys. They got drafted. They left and went to the NBA. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if they're in the league right now. Not not no, right. not notable names at all. But so he mm-hmm. goes to this team where coach don't know shit. There's no help. There's no pressure. And some of the things that Dante talked about. You make the roster in high school. You start varsity in your junior year and your senior years. The stats that I saw were not jumping off the screen. Right. We know the primetime players like the Juan Wagner that we were around. Right. The Dante right. Joneses, the guys we spoke about on on our episode with Mr. Jason Harrigan, mm-hmm. with Coach Harrigan. The guys that we knew that were primetime players in high school, he averaged 16 points a game his junior year. Mm. <laughs> mm. Well, well, you're not trying to trade a uh, future did, pick did, for him? Did my man Carl Magna average 18? Shout out to Carl Mack. Shout hey, out man. to Carl Mack. Hey, my favorite point guard. <laughs> <laughs> well, he wasn't. The, they moved him. He wasn't the point guard. They, but he he probably should have. So you couldn't tell guard. him that. Well, he probably should have stayed a point guard. But it, either way, my man Carl Mack was probably average eighteen twenty. Did he get to? Mm, did he get to go? Did he get two. to go to the to the McDonald's All American game? And he played no. against some tough competition. So when this guy gets touted after, if you're the man, you start in freshman year. Carl Mack started freshman year. Dewan Wagner started freshman year. Kyle Williams that. started freshman year. This guy couldn't even start in his high school team to his junior year. And he somehow gets highly touted. Yeah. That's a problem. Yeah, it was. It's even more. It's it to further that point, right? He was just like, you know, hit my friend's son was playing, started JV, and then dressed for varsity. So, like, I, I saw this kid Markel play, and I didn't even realize that. And 
even I used to go to the AAU games. You know, they played for a team out here. It was um, I think it was first DC Assault, and then they changed the name to DC Blue Devils. Mm-hmm. And, you know, mm-hmm. Markel was a role a role player. He wasn't, you know, but he was decent. The one thing he did say was he did work on his game. You know, he had a, a it was a guy named Keith Williams that was a, a huge part okay. of his development. Um, I think okay. you know Markel. I think has a lived in a single parent household with his mother and I think some siblings or something like that. So, you know, Keith stepped in and and, and was kind of like that father figure and 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 training them and everything like that. So that helped right. elevate his game. Um, but ultimately, you know, this is a kid that I think wasn't really used to the spotlight. Um, and that gets even, right, right. That's what and that's what happens with a late bloomer though. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. They're not used to that atmosphere. Mm-mm. They're they, not used they, to that. They're kind of they're kind of just happy to be there, right? And one of the other red flags for me, and this is jumping a little bit ahead, but we'll we'll jump back. Is it makes a lot of things in hindsight make sense. One of the things I always was concerned about is he was just a. It's it's cool to be a good teammate on the bench, but you were a little too happy to see T.J. McConnell last year leading mm. the season and in the playoffs taking mm. your minutes and playing well. It was a. The high fives was a little too strong if you were number one. Dante, you know we coached together. Vez was on the bench more than 10 minutes. Was he high fiving the cat that just that scored buckets? Nah, he was calling us niggas and all kinds of <laughs> no, shit. No, no, you got to relax. <laughs> no, he didn't. You got to relax. Nah, Don't disrespect him or me. <laughs> you know damn well. And Ron Voyage, you witnessed a bit of it. You know damn well. I would not have allowed that. Nah, you would have choked slammed him. You would have choked slammed him and I would have had to explain that shit to the parents but nah my, my, the point right. to, to your point though he was he was he was competitive he wanted to be out exactly. there he, he wanted, wanted to, to be play. on the court and that's just not something I saw in the number one pick right. uh, not at all right. so he goes to Washington and what we see is a team that was 9 and 22 do I need to repeat that again they were 9 and 22 Two. Damn. Let's take this back a little bit. Do you guys remember back in the day when if you had a great tournament performance, you were instantly some kind of lottery pick? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it didn't pan out. Let's talk about Mr. Um, Valparaiso. What's his name? What's his name? What's his name? Uh, Bryce Drew. Drew. Right yeah. Bryce Drew. Yeah, that's a good one. Yes. I remember distinctly he was a 16th pick because he had a hell of a tournament. That's a small yep. sample size. Another kid. What's yep. the other guy? Small sample size. Mm-hmm. Who else you got? Only person uh, you could really I, say that it really benefited was Mr. Steph Curry. That's a different situation. That's an anomaly. We can't count that. Yeah, my man from uh, VCU. The guard he took out Duke that year. He he got drafted hit pretty jump, high. Hit the, he hit the jump shot. He got drafted. He played with OKC and a couple other teams, but he he didn't pan out. He lasted maybe like three four years. Right. So what was was, there was another one too from Syracuse. Tyler was it a Tyler? Ennis Ennis Ennis. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, how about yeah. the one before him that got drafted before Steph Curry? What was my man? He could dunk. He got drafted before Curry by the Wolves. By the Wolves. His names will come. That's the one that they always bring oh, oh. up. 
not Johnny, not uh, Johnny, Johnny Flynn. Uh, Johnny Flynn. Yeah. Johnny Flynn. Yeah. Well, that's that's the that's the draft where they drafted yep, about three yep. point guards. I had a Steph Curry, right? Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> and yeah. he got they got jobs, and hey, my man Sam Hankey can't get a job. Ridiculous. Right, it's ridiculous. But let's get back into it. So, you know what? Actually, I'm hoping that maybe this, and and, and maybe Markel Fultz can be the one that that sets the clock back a little bit because this started with, um, it really started with Kevin Garnett. I think it started mm. when Kevin Garnett came out of high school and he didn't do much his rookie year, but then he became who he became. And then, then Kobe mm-hmm. gets drafted. And now it's all about the projection and the upside. But for yeah. every Kevin Durant, they're the Jonathan Bender. And there's a Leon I'm sorry for Smith. Garnett. Go ahead and Garnett, Google. Garnett. Right. For every yeah. Kevin Garnett, yeah. there's a Hashim to, to beat. Oof. To beat. Ooh. You know, Anthony so, Bennett, Anthony fucking Bennett. So every every everybody was now chasing the next Kobe Bryant. Everybody was now chasing the next Kevin Dar- uh, um, Garnett. Everybody was now chasing that, and we've seen so many misses since then. Let's reel it back in. Let's see somebody consistently do this over a period of time. But let's get back into Markel. So Markel's at Washington, right? Yeah. They're nine and twenty-two. He's balling because he has no pressure. He doesn't have mm-hmm. to worry about playing in a certain system and making sure certain people are getting their shots off. The coach doesn't have a clue. But for somebody to only win nine games, Jesus, in a Pac-10 conference, he's got, he doesn't have a care in the world. Do y'all remember when the, with the Sixers? Michael Carter Williams, mm. and I remember oh. talking to either mm. you, Ron, or you, Dante, and when he went working the year, I said, I'm not sold. We're terrible. Yeah. yeah, I remember we agreed on that. If you are the worst, if you're the best player on a terrible team, you are going to have the ball all the time. You are going to be able to have every decision and none of your decisions ever questioned. Right. So you're going to put up numbers. You're going to look yep. good. To your point, too, it's, it's interesting yep. because he's a point guard. So, in theory, you're supposed to make your teammates better, right? Right. And, and you know, as you just said, 9-22 and 22 is not indicative of, of doing anything but, you know, putting up your stats, but ain't nobody else doing anything. Right. Exactly. Right. You know, so I just don't really understand why – the Sixers and a lot of these other teams were saying he's the perennial or consensus number one pick, except for the true basketball mind in the situation who we discussed last time, Mr. Danny Ainge. Mr. Ainge. Mr. Ainge. Danny said, I ain't seen enough. Hmm. Get us out of here. And we'll get a pick. No, Danny, no, no, no. Quite quite the contrary. Danny said, I've seen all I need to see. (laughs) Right. <laughs> exactly. Everything I need to see. Exactly. As we said before, he said, "I'm going to get the best player in the draft at the number three spot." Right. So what we've done now, we've set the stage where Markel Folks was looked at, highly touted, but he had a slow start. He was an ugly duckling when it came to the basketball game. Mm. So now he gets to 
the NBA workout where it's time for him to actually prove he needs to be the number one pick. You know, all the college players now are skipping, you know, the combine. They're not doing that. And I get it. But he still worked out. They still had to see him and what he was about. And we saw the college clips to where, at least as far as skill set, it's not exactly what we're seeing today. Oh, no. No, no, no. The tenacity is not being matched. How did y'all feel about that first summer league, though? I was glad you asked about it. For me personally, um, so his first summer league, if I'm going off memory right, is he he got he didn't play the full tournament, mm-hmm. but yep. when when he played, he was okay. Like, but I I do remember thinking like, damn, like I wasn't blown away, but you know I'm like it's a good piece for the Sixers to work with. Like he was he was shooting a jump shot, he was penetrating to the hole. You know, he looked like a player that was better than other well, players let me around. Take, let's take it back a quick step. Mm-hmm. When he was drafted, were you excited? Because when Bubba Chuck was drafted, number one overall, oh. we were <laughs> excited. We were elated. Were you excited mm-hmm. when he was even drafted? I, I wasn't, but I also will say I didn't follow college as closely as I did when it was Marcus Camby and Bubba Chuck in college. But right. at the same right. time... Right. 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 He was he was a name that did kind of sometimes when these drafts come out I feel like the the quote unquote ESPN analysts and experts they force certain names on you yeah right right yeah fake news fake yeah. news fake. <laughs> <laughs> you know he yeah. felt like somebody that the machine was behind and I wasn't entirely sold on it I will say that yeah it's it's, it's almost like so what happened was I'll, I'll be honest. I didn't know anything about Markel Fultz at all. But when I see that we move up to the number one pick and we take this guy and they're force-feeding him down my throat, pause, I'm saying, okay, yeah. And and, and then you see the video and and he's a slasher and who doesn't want a slasher on their team? Right. You know, that uh, being a slasher in the NBA game is is an intangible. But either, either you're... Right. Go ahead. So so so, in seeing that, I'm like, oh man, this might be just the piece that we need, you know. So I won't say that I was right. excited based on what I saw. I was excited based on what they had given me to see. Right, mm-hmm. right, absolutely, and I, I agree with that. I think we were force fed right. the name. We were force fed early, early on. He's the he's the perennial. He's the consensus number one pick. We heard that early. And we got fooled with that before with your man from Duke, um, Okafor. We got fooled. He was a perennial number oh, one. Uh, and I wasn't yeah. sold on him either. Uh, I, I really feel like we need a job. Becca, though. We shout need a to, job. To, to, to Jalil's father, uh, uh, uncle, man. Jalil's uncle had a great conversation with Sonny one night uh, uh, at the Sixers game. His uncle, great guy. I won't take that from Man, from, fuck from John Lil. Nigga, I'm trying to get a I'm fucking ring championship. The Meek Mill album just came out this weekend. We need hey, a man, we need a part two I'm for the Sixers. I remember. I'm, I'm throwing it out there. I remember looking at Porzingis YouTube clips, and I'm just like, I don't know, man. I know that sounds like hindsight's 2020, but I got some niggas you know that back me you, up on that. You know what though? <laughs> I remember the Porzingis um, debate. And I saw his workout on um, YouTube. I thought I sent it to you. Yeah, 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 you probably did send it to me. And I'm like, 
So he, it looks good. And looks I'm like, all right, it's supposed to look good. We can right. try to find the Markel folks uh, workout video. And if it doesn't exist, that's another red flag because all of them shits is out there. <laughs> that's a great... <laughs> Whoa. That's all of them point. shits is out there. That's a good point. You know what I mean? If this is, if it's not out there, then that's a problem because for for a fact, that year with, with, with Przingas and all of those, I saw yeah. like 10 of them. I watched, like, yeah. Dennis Smith Jr., I watched all of them. Mm-hmm. I watched all of them. Well, actually, that was um, that's Mark Markel's year. Yeah, and, yeah. But whoever was, who was with Przingas, I remember seeing a few guys that were up there, and I remember watching the tape. I'm like, okay, yeah, the kid that and they uh, all looked good. The kid that D'Angelo Russell, that was a, he had another one that was out there. Was I don't think he was that. Yeah, year, was he? Yeah, he was because remember the Sixers was a yeah. they wanted to get him, and was, the Lakers stole him. From yeah, yeah. He mm, went number. Yeah. He went number two, right? Mm. Uh, yes. I, cause I, I wanted, I like D'Angelo Russell. Yeah, I liked him. You like him now? He dropped forty on the sixes liked. the other day. Yeah, Markel's not, not even ball. D'Angelo, so that's just a whole. Oh nother, yeah, no, no, not at all. A whole he, he can only issue. imagine. He's not he can even only D'Angelo. Fucking disgusting. But you know that draft was coming up, and we had the Dennis Smith Juniors. We knew about Lonzo, which I wasn't. I wasn't. I was cool going, with passing. I was on cool that. with passing yeah. on Lonzo. Yeah, but the guy yeah. that I yeah, was, that was really a, that was enamored with was Mr. De'Aaron Fox because of what I saw yeah. throughout the season and and, and, and how he cooked up Lonzo. Lonzo couldn't guard yeah. that motherfucker save his life. Right, he was killing. Right, in the I don't tar- even in know the tournament you talking about in, yeah. in the tournament, and I think they played in regular season too. They yeah, did. They, they, he, they got got him both yeah. Times. he got him both times. And yep. where's the guy Monk at? I, he plays in Charlotte. Malik Monk. Is he with Charlotte? Is he doing yeah. anything? He I co- don't remember he, seeing him when they played the Sixers last time. I don't time. think he's I doing anything, remember. but I kind of liked him too at he the time. He had a jumper. Yeah. And that, might, that may have backfired. But the guy that stands out out of, all, out of everybody who he could have sat there and took is clearly Mr. Tatum. Yeah. Mr. Mr. Tatum. Can we give him some horns? He deserves them. Yeah. And that would be the player Mr. Ainge was talking about. Oh, yeah. Right. Because what did he say, Dante? I am feel confident I'm going to get the best player at number three. Mm. Right. Mm. Right. And he said that publicly yeah. before I think the mm. trade actually even went through. So the six is... <laughs> <laughs> Well, that, tra- that trade wasn't done by Hanky. That was done by the Twitter man himself. <laughs> and if he didn't get fired for that fucking burner account, he would have got fired for this shit yeah. soon enough <laughs> at some point. Yeah, he was out because it's no way Sixers fans are really forgiving this. Never, never. There's no way the Sixers fans are truly going to forgive this. So what yeah, we have mean- to what we have to now look at is the most infamous shoulder. Says MJ hit six threes in nineteen ninety three against against the <laughs> Trailblazers. Was it the Trailblazers? It was the Trailblazers <laughs> with Cliff Robinson in the background. The most it infamous worked. shoulder. <laughs> Says MJ versus the Blazers in the NBA Finals. <laughs> Markel's shoulders hurt so bad he can't even shrug. The you know what I'm saying? He can't even say, I don't know, nigga. I can't lift my shoulders. He just got to say, I don't know. Hey, Ron, you know, we've had inf- uh, infamous 
jokes over the years about the about the MJ shrug. You know what I mean? Yeah. We knew a lot of chicks Most with definitely. no neck. And we said, yeah. it looked like she just hit it. <laughs> it looked like she just hit six, she just three. Hit six She three. just hit the six <laughs> one. Look at it. She just hit the six She's one. She's got Look no at neck. Right there. She just hit yeah. six threes. We she don't did. know. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch feels like Grandma Ma out here. <laughs> Bitch, that's for you. Too. That's for you, Rand. Yeah, my man, Randy McDonald. Shout out to that's for you. But um, yeah, let's go through the timeline of this infamous shoulder. Hmm. So I have something here. We have a nice little timeline. September twenty eighth of twenty seventeen. Coach Brett Brown blames Fultz's new form for his struggles. So, at that time, the media were asking about Markel Folks and why things looked a little bit off. Why it didn't seem like he was the same guy they saw in Washington. So, this was early on. This is, this is before the season started, but the same year that he was drafted. And there were questions. And the answer was, he's working to perfect his form. That was what they said at the time. Yep. He is working to perfect his form. He wants to get better. And we all know guys come into college. We've seen Lonzo Ball with this weird form. Uh, We've seen a bunch of guys try to perfect and change their form. Even Ben Simmons clearly at some point has to work on his form and perfect his shot. So the answer at that time was Markel Folks is trying to perfect his shot and he's changed his form. And that's 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 what we were taught. So you know at that time everybody's gonna roll with that, right? We're rolling with it. Of course, this is what you're telling us. This is something new. Why we have no reason not to believe you? Right, lies. It's all lies. So now, mind <laughs> you, this is September 28th. The same day, Markel does reveal he tried to change his form. This is September 28th, 2017. Brett Brown says it. Markel confirms it. Mm-hmm. It's confirmed. So October of 2017, Dante mentioned him earlier. Mr. Keith Williams claims folks didn't change his shot. So now I'm a little bit confused as... (laughs) So hold up. That's when the mystery started. But did it start for us? I think as fans, we we didn't look into it. We didn't necessarily say something's up. At that time, we didn't know. We didn't know. We didn't know. Right. So, Mr. Keith Williams is saying that he didn't change his shot. I, I, I don't understand if this guy is supposed to be riding with Mr. Folks, why that would be. So, anyway, October 24th, Folks' agent says he can't lift his arm to shoot and had fluid drained. So, October of 2017, his rookie year, his agent says he can't lift his arm to shoot and the fluid has been drained. 
And this is Mr. Raymond Brothers, who we all know. Right. I was going to say. More now I was going to say you have then. to. It's yeah, the same. A, it's the, the same name. agent today, right? The same. Yeah, exact it guy. is. You've got to say the agent's name because he's going to play a, a big part as we continue to go forward in this in this uh, this story. Right. Oh, absolutely. It's just it's still unfolding. So he's saying right. that there was some fluid drain. That's the issue. But I'm now confused. I thought the issue was he was trying to perfect his form so he could be a better shooter. Mm-hmm. And now we're hearing that no, that's not it. He he had some fluid in his shoulder. He had to get it drained. Oh, okay. Mm. All right, we'll roll with that. We'll roll with that. No doubt. No we'll doubt. I that. heard that. So, hours later, that same day on October 24th, Markel Folk's agent recants, says he had a cortisone shot instead. So now, so they added fluid. It, Exactly. So, is, did he get fluid drained, or did he get it inserted? I, I'm confused. I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm confused. You know what's the constant right. that we're we're also I've just thought about this. Everybody is communicating about his health. It's not his physician. <laughs> it's it's his we don't even know who that is. We don't even know who that is. We don't know who that is. And that's interesting as well. Why don't we know who it is that's really looking at him? So on October 29th, the Sixers rule votes out indefinitely. This is October 29th of 2017. Soreness and scapular muscle imbalance is what they called it. October 29th of his rookie year, he is out indefinitely. And they're blaming it on some kind of scapular muscle imbalance in the shoulder. After all of the things that the Sixers draft picks have been through, we feel we're cursed, right? This is before we win 52 games. This is before we're back in the playoffs. We're cursed. Yep. Yep. Not again. Ben, Ben Franklin must have done something, and we're all paying for it now. Right. Put the hat back on uh, William Penn, please, for God's sake. Right. So, that same year, November 19th, 2017, the Sixers say Markel Folk's soreness is now improving. They say he's getting better. We should see him before the end of the year. As Sixers fans, I mean, how did you feel about that? We were pretty good at that time, Ron. How did you feel? We were rolling. Was it a big deal? It was a big deal solely from the standpoint that this is our number one pick. I want to see the kid out on the floor. Right. That's it. I want to see the kid out on the floor, man. You guys sold me a dream at the draft. I want to see my guy out on the floor. I want to see what he can do. I got I got these young guys. We're, we're, we're trying to put it together. He's obviously a big piece. Let's see what's going on. Right, right. So, you know, again, beginning of December, they say it's improving. The imbalance is healed. You know, in January 2nd of 2018, Markel Folks is now cleared. So, Mr. Folks is back. We're ready to see him play. 
but we still haven't. He's cleared. He's still taking his time and getting back on the court. We haven't fully <coughs> seen him out there, but he still wants to shoot around in front of the media. So hold up, it's not a knee injury. This is this is not an ankle. What we see is that Mark Hill folks are still getting shots up before games at practice. Did we have a problem with that? Did we did we not have a problem with Mark Hill shooting shots before games? Did we not have a problem with Mark Hill folks shooting shots at practice but not playing at that time? Absolutely. We Absolutely. we 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 at that point the the your antennas start to go up. You know. The 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 flags they may not be red, but they're turning that way. Yeah, I mean that's true that's true. But I mean, we weren't in the city. Do you know what the the city was feeling, or did anybody give a damn at that time, Rob? At that point, it's yeah, man. Come on, just get out on the floor. We just want to see what's going on. But hey, it wasn't cool. that we, big of we, a deal. No, we. I mean, yeah, it is what it is. We like it, but it's cool. We we, we got Ben Simmons out here. Joel Embiid, he's off the minutes restriction. Where Let's go. Right, oh. right, right. So again, the Sixers say the folks is cleared. And he's still not out there. On February 6, 2018, folks talks to Karan Butler live on TNT. Reveals he has to relearn basketball skills. You know, doing the research, I, I never knew about that. Muscle memory? Oh, just him, him having that conversation with Karan? Having that conversation with Karan. Do y'all, I don't remember yeah. that. You guys do Me remember either. that. Nah, you don't no, remember I, that. Nah, that's new to me. Okay. I don't remember that at all. Right. He had this conversation with Karan Butler, and he had this scapular muscle imbalance, and that's what they thought it was. But instead, they're saying it was something called desikinesis, and which clearly we're not doctors, so we never heard of that. But this condition causes um, him to have to relearn his basketball still skills because he does not have voluntary movement f- from his shoulder. I don't remember that being a thing. I don't remember people talking about that. Neither do I. Neither do I. Yeah, I, I, only thing I remember is later down the line they brought that up and just said that there was some sort of muscle memory thing that he lost, which, you know, he needed to bring in a special trainer to, you know, relearn how to shoot, which, I, I don't know. He was shooting five to six threes per game in college, so it's hard for me to understand how you can just forget how to shoot altogether. But that's right. the only thing Especially I remember when it- when it turns out that you don't have amnesia and you're still a grown man has done this since you were probably five years old. Right, right. So, now we're at where the, Mr. Colangelo is saying that Mr. Foltz's range is limited to the paint. So, you just told us he was healed mm. a couple of months ago. You told us he was ready to go. So now you're saying his range is limited to the paint. He can't get up shots from beyond. But when you drafted him, he could shoot five to six threes a game. 
from in college. How does how you feel about that? And that's what we dealt with. So we got a bit of a glimpse from folks. He had that issue with the media that I remember talking to y'all about that at the time. It wasn't to me a big deal. I wasn't I wasn't maybe as tuned in. The way he handled the media's questions. Right. And mm-hmm. the people were not very happy. juvenile. Y'all, y'all weren't happy about that. Right. And I'm like, and I'm like yeah, yeah. let him go. He's been hurt. But now in hindsight, I definitely feel differently about that. I forgot all about that. That's true. So he got very defensive. He got very arrogant. We saw nothing from you. And then now over the summer, you know, what we got was a few minutes from him here and there. He didn't play much in the playoffs. We didn't get much from him. So what we left off was he couldn't shoot outside of the paint. And then he got some minutes going into the end of the season. Sixers won, what, 16 games in the season in a row? Is that, is that what it was? Yeah. Great. Yeah. 16 great, baby. That's right. Got yep. into the second round with the Celtics. Uh, lost in five. Was it five? Yeah. Yeah, it was five. Yeah. It was a tough series. But coming from, what did we win? 20-some games the year before. It was an improvement. It was a great season. Uh, I think Brett Brown oh, showed far. his rookiness and that he yeah, was yeah. way behind the ears. He was, but also, I mean, I mean, just coming off of not even not even talking about the season before, but just coming off of where we were early on in the season, and 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 how we turned it around. You know, after after January or the All Star break, it was like, hey man, we we you know we we might be able to to make some noise. I mean, unfortunately, we got stomped by Boston, but yeah, it was it was the outlook was great. The future so, was bright. The future was bright. Yeah. Definitely. So the summertime comes around, and there was a mysterious tweet uh, that Markel Folks put out on Twitter about uh, mental health, depression, and, and dealing with those things. I didn't know about this till a few weeks ago. I didn't know that that happened. Uh, Dante, right. I think you said you remember when it happened. <laughs> yeah, I caught that, and and I, but I didn't think nothing of it. I just was like, yo, he, I just thought, you know. Continuation. He's, he's weird. He's just a weird. He's a weird kid. But I didn't, I didn't analyze it and connect the dots like we can connect it to that. Right. Right. So he deleted the tweet, which was interesting as well. Like the tweet came out about mental health and depression, and we know that's. I don't want to say that's a hot topic, uh, but it is. It's, it's, a it's, hot it's, it's, it's something it's a hot that's take. been um, talked about in the past couple of years, and it's it's, it's really gaining traction. And that's a good thing. Um, yep. And but you know, there's sometimes you think about people using that as a crutch, which does happen. I'm not saying that is a high percentage of the time, but there is cases where people will use that as a crutch, and that's where we want to really start to talk about the mental, the mental state of Markel Folks. He didn't grow up with a father. I want to say his mother passed away. At least on his Instagram, it says. Um, R.I.P. or Forever Mommy or, or something like that. There's an R.I.P. reference on there, but I'm not, yeah, I'm not clear on Yeah, what, I'm not totally sure right, if his right, mother right. passed away too, so those things can come into play. So we don't want to take any of those things lightly, and this is a 20-year-old kid, but what we do want is honesty. What we want is to see you be upfront in what you're dealing with so the, the fans and the team knows how to deal with it, how to approach it. Uh, this sounds very similar to a Royce White situation. If y'all remember, Royce White played the Iowa State. 
yeah. let the whole league know he deal with anxiety and depression and had issues uh, from that standpoint. <clears throat> Still was drafted, never played. The Sixers actually picked him up at one time, but at yep. least you knew what you were getting into. Um, with Markel, we still don't know what the hell's going on. Over the summer, he also puts out clips saying he's back. He's yeah. talking with Isaiah Thomas and also fellow Washington alum, and he's back. He's he's a hundred percent. We're going to get the guy that we thought we were going to get. Yeah, but he, he's showing dunk contests every day on his IG. He's in LA training with. What appears to be his friends. I think I caught a couple of clips with Ben and MB where he playing with playing ball with them. But you know everything that was represented to us was 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 that he thought in his mind it was a hundred percent that he was hundred percent. There was one red flag though, um, and that was when I think the coach flew out there to, to to meet with him and publicly he just said he was checking in on him. But what 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 he was really doing was trying to convince Mr. Fultz that he needed to play in the summer league. Mm. And and Mr. Fultz politely told him no. <laughs> <laughs> he, said, he said no, I won't do be Do we doing know that. why? Well, we can speculate now. Why. What are we speculating? <laughs> I mean, I think, look, either something was not right with his jump shots still. There was probably some arrogance and some, mm-hmm. some, some coaching from his agent that talked about market value i mean you're a number one pick and you're gonna play in a summer league for another year when your your peers like jason tatum are, are nowhere nowhere to be found other than training with lebron you know like he's still trying to pump him up like he's that caliber because of his draft picks i'm sure all those things came into play you know to influence markel and his decision but it was clearly not the right decision he needed to be out there and playing ball to show what he's worth to, to not only the, the city of Philadelphia, but to his teammates. And he, he elected not to do so. Right. So they start the season. They, they name him the starter. They name him in the starting five over J.J. Redick, which a lot of people were a little bit confused about. But, all right, this is number one overall pick. He must be as ready as they say he is. And, all right, we got our big three. I hated that decision too. That they started. I think we all did. I think we all did. For a couple of years. I can't say I hated it because we thought he was back. We were still bamboozled, hoodwinked, led astray, run amok. Run amok. amok. (laughs) (laughs) That was good. One of the best movies of all time, for the record. That's, That's a classic. So we didn't know. I mean, personally, I'm like, all right, now we ready. We got the piece we were missing. Preseason, he didn't look bad. He's blocking shots, looking like LeBron in the finals against Golden State when it was Cleveland, this is for you. When he pinned the Iguodala shot? Yeah, Cleveland, this is for you that year. Mm. And then he left him high and dry. You're king. <laughs> Your <You're> king. king. <laughs> we knew he was doubling back on that. <laughs> Oh man! So <laughs> I think they put too much pressure on him, though, man. That was my on, issue. On who? I, I think. All right. So we 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 think he's ready. 
We're we, talking about Markel. We're talking about Markel. You know, you think he's ready, but the only thing you have is these IG clips of him slant of him dunking, and he doesn't want to play summer league, and then you just throw him in the starting lineup for a team that made the playoffs the prior year. I would have liked to have seen him come off what the is, bench. But clearly, the Sixers were trying right. to cover their ass. Jason Tatum. Yeah. If Jason Tatum didn't have the playoff that he had, they it maybe could have. They maybe could have got, gotten away with. Keeping right. folks on the bench and saying we're developing him, but they had to protect. And this this story is about some kind of accident the Sixers might be responsible for with this shoulder. I, we, nobody knows. We don't. Yeah, know. so we're not gonna get into. Right, right, right. We're not gonna get into that. That's, but yeah, yeah. so folks are starting. We make the trade for Jimmy Butler. Jimmy's coming. He's been phenomenal. Um. <laughs> I got to talk about after the last podcast, there was some panic. Some people on this podcast love to panic. You know, I'm not going to say any names. But, you know, in the Fantasy Football League, I kind of witnessed that as well. But um, Jesus Christ. Some people oh, man. on the podcast love to panic. And I tried to temper and, and, and calm that panic. Did I not? But some of you wanted to go ahead down that route. And I said, give us some time. And I also, I said, I didn't think Jimmy was taking us to the promised land. But give us some time. But we're not going to get into that. So go to the tape. Oh my god! Um, <laughs> the tail of the tape. I'm trying to stick to the script, Ryan. He's making it very hard. We're going to stick. We're getting back on track. Some niggas are winners and some niggas are losers. You dig? If we're talking about fantasy Shout out football, to the North I mean, I've won three. <laughs> If you know, you know. If you know, you know. <laughs> I've won three fantasy football championships in my lifetime. Not in the Multiple, league that you are the commissioner. Because I've been trying to create a good experience for you all, and I'm no longer doing that. So you can take those early years out. Now we're at, we're all about business. Um, let's get back into it. <laughs> so, I've won a few. So on November 5th, after Jimmy Butler was already on the team... Mr. Drew Hanlon, who we didn't touch on, who was the guy that was training Mr. Fultz on his shot over the summer, and everybody saying he was back. Even Drew said he was back. Of course, he's trying to get more clientele. But on November 5th, Mr. Drew Hanlon said he's still hurt. Markel Fultz is still hurt. Well, we, we heard back in... January of 2018 of this year, he was ready. He was back. What the fuck is going on? Sounds like a cover-up, man. We don't got time for no cover-up. The people want to know what the fuck is going on with this fucking knucklehead. I want to see his ass mm. on you street so I can smack him in the back of that nut-ass haircut that he's got. Mm. <laughs> I've had enough. So on November 6th, Brett Brown and folks say he's healthy, contradicting handling. Mm. Brett Brown and folks both said that he's healthy, he's not hurt, contradicting the guy that worked with him all summer. What the fuck is going on? I'm upset. What was that Drake record? I'm upset. Yeah. 
That was a bad song. It was a terrible song, but it made sense right now. <laughs> in hindsight, it wasn't that bad, though. It wasn't that bad. Now we kind of get it. Shout out to Meek Mill, Championships, Philadelphia. We're here. Yo, let's do it. Ooh. We could have done without the Drake record on that, too, though. I yeah. disagree, but that's neither here nor there. And once you get to a certain point, you can make up, but you ain't got to go out for drinks together. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so on November 20th, <laughs> folks to see his shoulder specialist after Mr. McConnell has now taken his fucking spot. This is an outrage. His fucking... Uh, agent slash lawyer, somebody's probably been taking advantage of his ass for years, now says he's not going to play a practice until he sees a specialist. Okay, that's cool. Go see a specialist. Then we learn you got to see 30 specialists across the country. You go on a world tour. You might as well be with Meek Mill and Drake. Go on the damn tour. <laughs> it's kind of like, like when you didn't want to go to school and you were shopping for the doctor's note. Right. That's what he's doing. Exactly. And now you got a wrist injury to, to, to boot. A wrist injury to boot. So we're fucking done with the bullshit, Markel folks. We don't want you here. I'm speaking for everybody. I don't care what y'all say right now. I don't want him here. Y'all may say different right now, but I heard we talked about it. We don't want him here. He's got to go. I think what it Over. is. My fault. Go ahead, Ron. Were you about to say something? Uh, it's, it's about three or four words. It's over. That's two words. It's over. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like we, we, we gave it a chance, right? We were gave it we a were chance. ready, Isn't willing, and able. Impact. We were Disgusting. ready, willing, and able, though, right? To 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 deal with all of the things that were brought our way as fans. It's like, hey, man, it, you know, your your head, your 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 shoulders hurt. All right, cool. Go get it fixed. But then when it starts turning into that, yeah, yeah, it's your head. That's something that is going to take a lot longer to fix. And at this point, we don't have the time. We don't have the time. Yeah. Man. You know, not not for a first round pick. You you can take the time with with a second round. A pick. number one overall pick. Yes, yes. You can take the time with a with a with an undrafted free agent, right? Because that's hey, if you if you luck up and strike gold, what well, you're you're a happy camper. You can't do that with the number one overall pick. I, at this point, and I may have said it before, but I'll say it again. He makes Kwame Brown look like a Hall of Famer. Relax on Kwame. Kwame played a lot of years in the league. But, and that's what I'm that's saying. What Relax saying on Kwame. That's what he's saying. It, 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 I, that's and what I, and I did this on the Instagram page, Boys and Huddle Podcast on Instagram. It's, it's what's his name? What Anthony. They, what's his name? Bennett. Anthony Bennett. That's the comparison. No, but Ron's point is that Kwame looks like a Hall of Famer based on his oh, career yeah. oh, compared yeah. to oh, Marco yeah. Foles. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So I, Absolutely. And, I, and, I, and yeah, that's valid. But what I will say to further, what we have here is I think what they call a case of the yips. <laughs> you know, this Ooh. is this is a, this is the case of, of, of what other basketball players had a case of the yips, me, Dante. Let, Charles Barkley. I'm gonna get to how. So it's just extreme. Oh. And this isn't a, this isn't like supporting Marco. I'm just telling. I'm calling a spade a spade. We've got all these different deflective techniques from people that are in the business of Markel Fultz, right? Everybody's trying to secure their, their, their money with him, right? But at the end of the day, 
this kid is extremely nervous and mentally like collapsed as far as I can tell. And it's reminds me of y'all remember like Barkley, you ever see Barkley? He's notorious, you know, for taking all these golf lessons. Right. But have you ever seen him swing a golf club? <laughs> uh, yeah, but you know the yips is a golf term. It's a golf term, a but golf that's the term. best reference to explain what we're saying. That means they here made with, with something the up for this nigga. Let's get to the let's get to it. He's a twenty year old kid that's a gamer. He wants to play video games. He wasn't ready for this shit. He's never been on a stage consistently throughout his life. If you were prime time player. More times than not, you've been experiencing this shit since you were in the sixth grade. He yes, wasn't sir. that guy. That's what I'm saying. This is so it ain't about no yips. He's just not mature enough and able to deal with any of this. He wants no parts of it. And if you want to call it the yips, go ahead and call it that. I'm not calling that. I'm calling it the bitch. Yeah, is what I'm calling it. I I was. Bitch assness, yips, it's all the same shit to me. But I think at the end of the day, you know, this is a kid that, again, as we go back to the beginning of the conversation, he played varsity in his junior year and three years later woke up the number one pick. He just wasn't built for that. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's That's a hell of a dream. Exactly. That's That's a hell of a dream. And that's the dream we all had, right? How much of a. How many of us gave up on our dream until it was damn near long gone? He held on to his and it came true. But he was not built or ready for it because he hadn't gone through the process. Right. There's a process in being that. And he hadn't, he hadn't experienced it. And, you know, I know people around the way, too. I'm tapped in. I was in the AAU circuit. They're telling me, and it's hard to say this. They're telling me that the brother just can't stop getting high. That's what I'm being told. And if he's dealing with depression, he's dealing right. with these mental health issues, it adds up and it makes sense. And as What's, a Sixers fan, no, I'm not. No, hold on. As a Sixers fan, do we care? No. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. 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 We don't. <laughs> okay. My fault. My fault. That's where I was going. My fault. <laughs> I'm going to you finish. We don't care. But as someone who understands family members and dealing with these type of things and certainly what it is that it may mean for your life, brother, you need, you just need to go get help. Step away. Yeah. Own up. Take a step yeah. back to make a comeback, as my man O.J. Yeah. Simpson said yeah. <laughs> on yeah. the documentary. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. You just get yeah. a guy to well, get ready for your comeback. <laughs> I think you can, uh, at the end of the day, right, and, and, and all jokes aside, um, when it comes to mental health, right, we all know somebody that has been touched by, by the mental health bug, right? It's, it's unfortunate that it happened to it happened to hit our number one draft pick as a Sixers fan, you know, and that sucks. But when you put it into a, a personal space and, and, and on a personal level, you know, you, you want a, a 20-year-old kid that has nothing but the future ahead of them, you want them to go get that help, you know. Um, and, and, and the other thing with that, too, is that if you're ever – Having to quote OJ, it's a terrible thing. 
Quoting OJ isn't good. So too, let's not quote OJ. <laughs> Me and Don Jackson yeah. over here crying right now over that one. I don't know why. <laughs> if you watch the OJ documentary, yeah. that was to a T. You yeah. just get, get you just get with God to get ready for your comeback. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and by comeback, he means I just got finished killing that bitch, and now I got to kill that nigga. Oh, That's what the shit. comeback means. Oh, yeah. Man. But let's Shout go ahead. Let's, let's wrap this up because we want to touch on a few other things. Mark Hill, folks, you're not it. We know you're not it. Right. We want to see you do well as a person in society. Go over to China. Go play yeah. with. Go play with. Go reach out go to play Steph. With go reach yeah. out to Steph Marbury. I mean, go 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 over there and be a king. Get a statue made of yourself. But this isn't for you. No. We know it. No. You know it. And whatever you're dealing with, we wish you the best. God bless. It needs to be in like Minnesota. It's one of them obscure teams that you don't care Sacramento. about. But, but either way, leave us alone. Yeah, he needs to get out of Philly. <laughs> leave, leave either us way, alone. leave us alone. <laughs> leave us alone, Markel. That's a fact. If I see you in U Street and this shit is still going on, it's going to be a problem, just so you know. If you hear it, and, and, and there's people who know who've witnessed it. I throw cupcakes at motherfuckers to get out of line. And you'll be next, nigga. Bitch. A cupcake in the face and got a problem with a smack, nigga. So, Markel. Facts. Get out of town. Come to this town so I can see your ass and smack you around. But we're moving on. Let's bring it to a little bit of a brighter topic. Let's bring it to a brighter topic. So we're on the sixes. We're talking about probably the, one of the worst players in Sixers history. But now we want to move to who are some of the top players? No, no, no. Who are the top players in Sixers history? Because what we always hear is about the top Lakers of all time. We hear about the top Celtics of all time. One of the most respected franchises ever. So we're going to get into who are the top Sixers of all time. The top five Sixers of all time. We all have a list. And you know what? You know what? I'm not. I'm not even gonna go first. I'm gonna let Dante go first. I'm gonna let him go ahead. From five to one, who are your top five sixes of all times? Uh, I didn't. Mm. I didn't rank them from five to one, but I'm gonna. It's go, five to one. I'm gonna <laughs> go with, to put them on. It's five, five to I'm, one. I'm gonna go with my top five. Dude. No, no, nigga. Um, figure it out right now. Five uh, to one. All right, man. Who's go. five? So, no, I don't like that. But all right, we'll do it that way then. Um, I, I think I think at five, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Mr. Andrew Tony, the Boston Ooh. Strangler. So if you are real, you use him in the last playoff series. So if you are a real Philly Sixer fan, I like it. I like if it. If you are a real Philly Sixer fan. And you don't know who that name is? Kill yourself. Strangler. The Boston Strangler. Well, we were talking earlier. That's what we were talking we about. We matched there. I knew we matched there. That's we why matched I said there. What's, 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 right at that number. What's understood right never at that needs number. to be discussed, right? So, so we, we we'll go we'll go there. Number. Hold on. Let me let me just finish, Mr. Andrew. Off. Pause. <laughs> let me finish. Oh, oh, oh. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And it's current. Let me let me let me pause that too. <laughs> 
Mr. Andrew Tony, eight seasons with the Sixers, all his NBA career with the Sixers, two-time NBA All-Star, 20 points a game, the championship season, and Mr. Danny Ainge, who he referenced says, not Magic, not Dr. J, but it's Andrew Tony that keeps me awake at night. Shouts out to Mr. Andrew uh, Tony. Yeah. I mean, I remember my father always told me, he was like, everybody wants to talk about Doc, but in 83, when it was crunch time and they needed that bucket, Doc was passing to Tony, so shout out to him. Man. Better believe it. Shout out to him. Um, so, all right, so that's number five. Number four, I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with Wilt Chamberlain only because, mm. let's be honest, none of us are of that era to have a real um, <laughs> real legitimate in-depth conversation about Wilt the Stilt. But right. you know, I have a problem right. with Wilt being on the list. I understand you, you, you can. You can have a problem. The criteria said, if we didn't say that, I don't remember. You have to be a sixer for at least five years. Yeah. You had to be a sixer for at least five years. Wilt was not that was the, only the Sixers franchise. For five years. When he was with Philadelphia earlier with the Warriors. So I have a problem with Will being on the list. He's not on my list. Yeah. But I can dig it. But if we're going to talk about the Sixers, it's silly to not talk about Will Chamberlain. Just if Not to me. But I get it. It, it, it makes the criteria I, it, I it, it makes the criteria a little less relevant for me, Ron. So here's the here's the reason why I here's the reason why I give that a pass, right? I mean Ultimately, what it's going to come down to is there's going to only be a handful of all-time Greeks that we probably will be able to name, right? There's a hard, hard, you know, it's very difficult to not put a guy that scored 100 points in a Sixers jersey on the list. I, I, I disagree. Because he wasn't with the Sixers when he did that. He was with the Warriors. It's a different franchise. We didn't say the Philadelphia of all time. But there would be no... If there were no Warriors, there would be no Sixers. That's I'm, the, not, that's, I'm, that's, not, that's, I'm not going to say that. That's, that's, we did, we'll agree to disagree there. So who's who's next? Who you got? So you're saying Wilt is number four in your list? Yeah, I'll put Will. Okay, Wilt, I, Wilt, Wilt, and having him that low, I can respect that's, that. that yeah, and that was part of the reason why I had him that low. So number three, I'm going to go with Mr. Sir Charles Barkley. Mm. Uh-huh. It, which makes number one and two very clear. I mean, I don't know if you got the stat line you want to talk about. Of Sir course, Charles, we have. But um, Sir well, Charles, I, Sir Charles is not on my list, sir. You're nuts. Oh my um, god! <laughs> so your your list is crazy. My list is um, not crazy. But but we'll get to it. So then I'll go number two is 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 Bubba Chuck himself, Mr. Iverson. Oh my god! Mm. What in that? Oh my god! All right. Hey, can can I interject here? No, 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 just no, let, no, let, no, 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 no. Let me go. Or? Let me go through this. Um, I mean, most people might put AI as they one, but I think. That's silly. You got to be a winner to be number one. Absolutely. Wow. And I'm with you on that. And hold on. And hold on. Give a round of applause <laughs> to being a winner. To make that's an a, impact. Yeah. That's the tagline. I ain't mad at it. You know, I ain't mad at it at all. I mean, Daddy. Yeah, I'm not mad. I mean, we can celebrate the step over Ty, Ty Lue all we want, but at the end of the day... No rings. No rings, right? So, number one, then, obviously, is Dr. J. So, mm-hmm. you know, for yeah. me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For okay. Me. Okay. 
All right. All right. So he. Well, so here. Okay. You want to go around? Go ahead. So here's what I'm going to tell you about my list, right? So I took a, a, a slightly different take on my list, and 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 what I did was I did all time that I can actually remember seeing. I can respect that. So, so that so that's what I did. So that's my list, cool. it, it, my list may not, it may not be, uh, you know the the, nigga, the get list, to that, the that, list that, nigga. What you got? That the it may not be what the writers write. But it's what Deron wrote. I'm gonna kill did. you if you got so, Clarence Weatherspoon on your list. But keep going. <laughs> well, I'm gonna tell you that the spoon he didn't make it. All right. Thank God. The spoon number number 35 didn't make it. But here's number five on my list. So number five on my list, right? He got a nickname. Uh, there was another nigga with that nickname. Um, but we gonna call him the Hawk. Bradley's finest, Percy Hawkins. All right. He's number five on my list. You putting Hershey right? at number five, nigga. So let me okay. tell it. All right. So let me tell it, all right? Hershey Hawkins was under so much pressure playing with Charles Barkley. Charles would pound the ball for 20 seconds of the shot clock, kick it out to Hershey with one second on the shot clock at the three-point line. And you know what Hershey would have to do? He would have to hit the three. And you know how many times he hit the three? 40% of the times, Hershey Hawkins was hitting the three-point shot. He's a 15-point uh, uh, per game scorer. Hersey's number five on my list that I saw. I, I like Hersey Hawkins. All right? After that, I'm following it up. We're talking number all four, time. This is all time. So you're saying Hersey. I'm Her- telling you what I saw. This is what I saw. I was there. I witnessed it. Yeah, witnessed that, was the, that was the game you came with uh me and my dad, and he had some things to say about you for years to come. But we'll go ahead and <laughs> <laughs> we'll move on from we'll, that. We'll visit that on another podcast. <laughs> Shout out to Jimbo. If you know, you know. All right. Yo, so my number four. My number four isn't because of stats, it's because of what he meant to Philadelphia and when I was coming up. They call him Blue. Aaron McKee, man. Aaron McKee. I loved Aaron McKee. Um, so your list is year. based on guys that you saw play. That's, let's just keep that. Guys. Let's get that Guys clear. that I, yes. Okay. Yes. Guys that I actually saw. Aaron McKee spent eight years here. Um, you know, he, he, he drafted out of Portland, played in Detroit a few years, spent eight long years here. A role player, but better than a role player. So while his average per game points wasn't high, right? But Aaron Aaron's a fan favorite, and if you're from Philly or the Philadelphia area, then you gotta got you have nothing but love for Aaron McKee. Mm. Okay. You know what I mean? So shout out to shout out to Blue, shout out to Blue. After that, I got Charles Barkley. Nothing else needs to be said about Chuck. Um, you know, average average twenty two a game while he was here. You know, over his career. Um, 23 in the playoffs, you know, so it, the round mound, the rebound, it, it, that, that's an easy one. Here's where me and Tay differ. I got Dr. J at number two. Okay. I understand. I understand, you know, hey, he brought, he, he put that parade down there. So Dr. J, I mean, it, that, that, it's always going to be a toss up between him and, and the guy that we spent, you know, uh, uh, an hour and a half talking about last episode. If, if there's no Allen Iverson, 
The sixes don't matter. Simple as, simple as that. To think about this, right? Dr. J. The sixes don't matter in what regard? What do you mean? Meaning that, so the, the, Dr. J retired in 87. Okay. Right? We were, we were, we were relevant with, with Barkley for a while, probably what, until 92-ish, right? 93, Barkley goes out of here. We stunk at that point. We're, we're, we're looking at, uh, uh, what's, what's the guys from, from Phoenix? You know, you got uh, Jeff Hornacek. We're, we're watching Jeff Hornacek, hoping that he leads us to the promised land. After that, AI comes in, not only changes the sixes for, for, for 12 years, but he changes the whole face of the NBA. So I'm not putting AI on the top of the list solely for the, uh, uh, you know, obviously he didn't bring us championships. I'm putting him at the top of the list for the way that he changed the game and the world overall. And we were lucky enough to see it in our own backyard. Oh, uh, so AI that. to me, AI is. You say you do not, or you or you do. I, I'll address my thoughts on that. So the AI right, is number so one for you. Is, AI, is AI is number Jay one. Number he's one. A, he's, okay. Yeah, he's the AI is the number one sixer in my eyes. All right. So here's my list: Andrew, Tony, Boston Strangler. We discussed that. I had him at number five. Uh, if you're a true Sixers fan, if you've spoken to uh, uh, parents and, and, and uncles and, and people in the Philadelphia area that were around at that time, they know Andrew Tony was that deal. Two-time NBA All-Star. Shout out to Mr. Sims again. I had an in-depth conversation about that. Yeah, hey, I remember, I kind of remember Andrew from um, the ba- the Nintendo basketball game. You had Andrew in the corner. He was bang, bang, bang. He was knocking him down. Mm. But Andrew Tony at number five. One guy that I'm a little bit disappointed in you guys. Don't say I how got num- I got number four, Mr. Bobby Jones. Okay. Bobby Jones, four-time NBA All-Star. Thought about it. Eight-time All-Defensive First Team. Sixth Man of the Year in 1983 when they won the championship. His number 24 is retired with the yep. Sixers. Mm-hmm. Dr. J said if he could tell any young ball, any young buck, who to model his game after? It was Bobby Jones. So I got Bobby at number four. Can't argue with that. Number three, Mr. Allen Iverson, Bubba Chuck. Bubba Chuck comes in at number three for me. Mm. We know what he did. NBA All-Star 11 times. MVP yep. 2001. Three-time he NBA first team. He stepped over some team. guy named Tyron Lue. <laughs> Four-time NBA scoring champion. And he 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 Rookie changed the, year too. the culture. Rookie of the year, he changed the culture, and and set trends for years to come. We know what Bubba Chuck did. He's the reason why Jerry Rice has braid had braids, <laughs> <laughs> and many others that should not have. Shout out That's to Donovan McNabb. We ain't forget, nigga. That's we a coming trendsetter. at you again. <laughs> but you know he didn't deliver. And one person I'm a little bit surprised that you guys didn't have on the list. NBA first or second team from 83 to 86. Moses? Now, now he did it way before that, but with us from 83 Mo. to 86. Or yeah, I mean, yeah. NBA rebounding leader Moses. for six years. Yeah, but that, he can't. Retired by Houston, but not by Philly, which is interesting. Yeah, but, but Mr. Moses Malone is my How many years two did he spot. play here, though, brother? He played here for five. Do your research. Mm, I, I think that. 
He played with the Sixers for five seasons. You guys are only looking at the 80s. You don't remember old man Moses when we went trash and they brought him back. So he fits in. He Shouts out to Mr. Moses. Oh, man. He made it, bro. Yo, he made it, bro. No. He stole one year. So, 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 so. I'm going to let Toos finish his. No. So we gonna give a shit about Will Chamberlain, but he gonna count the ninety three, ninety four season of Moses. <laughs> All I needed was five years. We're talking about impact. If it wasn't for Moses, we wouldn't have got that championship in eighty three. Ask the dog. Fo fo fo. Jay Z's album is named that, and it's got a little <laughs> semblance from there. Damn, y'all to be, y'all to be, y'all to be ashamed. For not mentioning Yo, Moses. Who Moses had that much impact on pop culture in 2017? <laughs> 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 Moses Malone. Now, it's interesting that the Rockets retired his jersey. The Sixers did not. Um, I have a problem with that. Rest in peace to Moses Malone. Yeah, rest in peace. We love you and we miss you. You're a father no to Charles Barkley. You said it many a times. Yep. And... Your big time reason and the impact you had on the team and the city. If it wasn't for you, we wouldn't have that championship. So you you meet the criteria of five years, and you're at number two for me. And then and then yeah. number one is Dr. J. Now you mentioned yeah. the impact that that Bubba Chuck might have had, and he did have it. Dr. J was the number one pitch man for the NBA. Dr. J put the influence on Michael Jordan. Charles Barkley no and all these guys that we're talking about. So that there was another impact that was made, and it was by the doctor. Yeah. By anybody that you would ever ask. He was amazing. He was Michael Jordan before Michael. So he sold the league when it was dying. So mm. I'm giving it to Dr. J, Mr. Julius Irvin, as the number one six of all time. And Charles is not on my list, as you can see. Because he didn't, mm. he didn't win. You got all these guys that are on this list made an impact, and we're talking about just as a sixer. Charles was there. He spit on little girls and he did all kinds of crazy shit in the streets. <laughs> we don't give a fuck about none of that. Kind of like if he threw cupcakes in someone's face. Yeah, I ain't shit either. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't make the list either, nigga. What? <laughs> exactly. So they ain't got nothing to do with that. But that's my list. So we're going we gonna to go around. Now, that's all five. That's all five. That's a strong five. Is there anybody that anyone has mentioned that you will replace with the five that you mentioned? I, I like my five. Nah, my five solid. My five solid. I mean, my the five. only thing I thought about was taking out Andrew Tony from Moses, but I had to keep it real because Andrew Tony's somebody that doesn't get talked about enough. He does. We talk about sixes. And Moses, Moses is Moses, and he was here for five seasons. Yeah. It might have been ten years apart, but he was here. <laughs> <laughs> he was here for five. All right, so we, if we're not going to do that, let's name one more six men off the bench that is close, near and dear to your heart, growing up as Sixers fans. Who would you name as the six man off the bench? And this ain't have doesn't have to be the five year thing. We're not going to do all that. And I'm I'm gonna give two names. Okay. I'm gonna give two names. I'm gonna go with my man, Mister Dana Barrows, because as a kid, uh, mm-hmm. Dana Barrows was the only thing that was fun to watch. He made the All Star team one year. Uh, I think yep. he got a big contract from Boston based on his play. He did after and again, that. And again, yep. 
It was Again. after because he, he he hit fifty. He had fifty points right. that year, right before he got the the big contract. Right, and again, we got to look at good, decent players on bad teams, and we talked about that earlier. Dana Barris was a decent player on a very bad team, so he looked yeah. a lot better than he what he was. But Dana Barris as a kid was fun to watch for me. I remember Dana. We love you. Uh, we didn't do a little where's he now for Dana Barris, but I also I'm going to go with. My man, Mr. Hersey, uh, Hawkins. Shouts to Hersey Hawkins. If you introduced him like that, I already introduced him. I'm going with Hersey. No (laughs) doubt. How can you not? (laughs) What you got, Dante? Yeah, so I'm going to go with, um, so I'm going to just look at it from players that, I like how Ron approaches this, players that we actually watch, so. For people that um, watch the Sixers during our time, man, I'm going to go with... Uh, I was a big Derek Coleman fan. Ooh, I'm a big I Derek with Coleman DC. fan. Don't give me DC. why I fuck with DC, but he... Come on, man. But DC. He's a net. He's not a Sixers. He's a net. Hey, I get it. Come on. But, but if you remember DC like I remember I DC... I remember DC. Then you nigga. remember one legendary moment. The greatest fight of all time was when DC put them paws on Mr. Corliss Williamson of the Sacramento Kings. That was just on tape, nigga. DC put the paws on a lot of niggas. He put the paws <laughs> on every nigga, but the paws that he put on Corliss Williamson was so real that DC became a Philly legend in my heart. And I my always household. fuck with DC. Real I knew that nigga, was Bubba man. Chuck. That was his man's. He's the OG they Triple OG. I think he was Chris Gatlin's homie too, who's also I'm gonna put DC on my list. I actually had Dana Barros and Hershey Hawkins on my list, so I'll throw in a different name. Um, okay, so uh, off the top, I'm gonna throw Matumbo up there. I mean, he definitely, no. he definitely elevated nah, this. He's not a sixer. I, I still wonder, he's not a sixer at all. He's not a, he's sixer, not a sixer, but you said it's not all. a you said he's I not know, a five you didn't have to have a five year, but he's not a sixer at all. I still wonder if we would have kept Theo Ratliff if there would have been a better outcome. No, I still wonder if, if we could have played a different type of nah. style and if it would have yeah, been nah. a, a better no. outcome. That's why I'm going to. Nah, I'm riding with that. with that. No, I'm riding with it. There was a reason why they got rid of Ratliff. Yeah, so Shaq could beat Matumbo's fucking mouth up the whole damn game, <laughs> elbows oh. in the fucking face the whole fucking yeah. series. Shit, Theo could have took that. Well, that's another story for another day. <laughs> <laughs> the, MB, the, fi- the fix might have been in. So who you those. got, Ron? Who you got? Yo, so he, so I'm going to once again, because I do what I do, so I'm going to change it up. I'm going to give y'all two people that may not be all-time Sixers on the court, but I got nothing but love for them. Oh, you got so it. my first name is going to be Rick Mahorn. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you why. As a six man, I can take as a, as an honorable mention. I'll take that because he's a, he's a piston first. We know that. Yeah, of, of course. But Rick Mahorn and Charles Barkley were the rawest niggas running in Philadelphia at the time. And being a young boy, on and, and off the court. Sister, yo, yeah, that's what I'm saying. What was that club? Being a young boy. And my this is what I'm getting ready. Mahorns, right? <laughs> it was called Mahorns. <laughs> Mahorn. Mahorn. Being a youngin' and, and hearing my sister and her friends talk, we going to Mahorns. 
it was like, oh shit, mm. he don't he don't just ball on the court. He's doing other things. A club, and it's called Mahorn. Not to mention, Rick Mahorn is from Hartford, Connecticut, and he went to school okay. with my aunt. Shout out to Hollywood Rick. Okay. You know what I mean? So, so, so I'm going Rick Mahorn, and in this one, I'm gonna throw y'all all the way off. Okay. If you grew up here and you watched Prism. Channel 2, shout out to Mark Zumoff, Zoom, we see you. Okay. Well, then you know that the best commentators Jeez. of all time are Zumoff and Steve Mix. Oh, absolutely. Steve, Steve Mix came to Hawthorne Elementary School. He came, I was about to say, he came to MLK. He came to all the schools. He was getting that check. I'm going to the mayor of <laughs> Mixville, Steve shout Mix. Shout out to Steve Mix. I don't know what... I don't know what the mayor of Mixville is doing right now, but I tell you what, if I saw him right now, I'd shake his hand and i thank him for being in my life as a kid and listening to Prism. Right so on. shout out to Zoom, shout out to Mixville, and right there goes on. my honorable mention. Maybe, uh, I, I fuck with that. I Maybe like the Prism time. reference more than Steve Mix, uh, but I understand what you're saying. Maybe next time we do an update on, on Mr. Mix and some of these other guys that we mentioned. Dana Barrows out there. Shouts out to Dana Barrows, Steve Mix. Percy Hawkins, the guys people done forgot. We, we definitely appreciate you growing up in the game. You know, maybe if you were a little bit better, we would have been a little bit better. Maybe we, no, never mind, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> but shouts out to them, True Sixers fans. Jimmy, Ben, and Bede, it's your time. We, we got a lot of faith in you guys. We think we can take it there. You know, we talked about Markel Folks and, 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 and clearly there needs to be, I think he needs a new atmosphere. He needs a, a, a new scenery. And I don't think it's ever going to work here based on the history that we kind of discussed earlier today. Um, clearly, there's more things going on than we know. Um, it's more than some kind of injury. It's a lot of things going on with that kid psychologically. I don't think he was ready for being the number one overall pick. You can't go from, and let's be real, you can't go from being happy that you made the varsity team at your junior year to the number one overall pick. You, who's going to be ready for that? Who's going to be ready for that? So you, It doesn't work like that. And you would think these guys who are supposed to be aficionados would understand and do that type of homework. But clearly they didn't. So Elton Brand, we're glad you're in position. You've made some good moves so far. And uh, we got a lot of faith that you'll figure this thing out. So shouts out to Elton Brand. Shouts out to the Sixers. Jimmy Buckets and this motherfucker. Markel Fultz went from the top ten to not mention that all. Jesus Christ. Mm, <laughs> to your bodyguard. Oh, you. Uchi Wiley oh. versus better than oh. yours. That's bars. Mm. That's bars. To shout out mm. to um all of the big three that we got. Uh Mr. Landry Shemet. Um I got a lot of faith in you, brother. I think you're going to deliver. I think Mascala's a great pickup. Mascala, I like you a lot. I think we might still... I was mad Corvin went to Utah. Utah, right? I thought That's that the that one we were talking us. about. I thought that could help us. Yep. Um, yep. But, I, you know, yeah. it is what it is. We were going to get into certain things um, around Kareem Hunt. We were going to get into certain things around what's going on in Mississippi. But we're going to save that for next week. We're going to end this on a positive note. Everybody... Um, lead with love if you got mental health issues 
speak out, try to find some help, talk to your family members. And, um, you know, either they don't know, don't show, or don't care about what's going on in the what's huddle. What's going on in the huddle. We'll see y'all next time. Absolutely. No doubt. Peace. God bless.